hi and welcome to another episode of Word Up. I'm your host, Erin, and this is a show all about healing and healers from all walks of life. I'm delighted. I'm over the moon. I'm so happy to have Sarah Buino, and she is the founder here in Chicago of Head Heart Therapy. She also has a podcast, amazing podcast, Conversations with a Wounded Healer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> um, among all the many things you do and you are, she's also a professor of social work at Fordham and Loyola University of Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, and, and <laughs> facilitator for Brenny Brown's Daring Way. So many other things. She's a force for good. Uh, and a bright star, and keep an eye on this one. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, thank you. This is cool. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Yes. And your space. Oh, she has this amazing loft in Ravenswood where she sees her clients. Mm -hmm. And um, so, can you talk about uh, conversations with a wounded healer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did a podcast interview um, for a woman named Andrea Clunder, and her podcast is called The Creative Imposter. And we know imposter syndrome is all about yes. shame, right? And so I was like, girl, I need to be on your podcast because shame is my specialty. And she was like, okay. And Shame's your jam. Shame is my jam, right? <laughs> so we did the interview, I think it was like June or July of last year and then I didn't hear from her mm -hmm. and I was in like a really perfectionistic time at that moment and I, I just was like well it sucked I was terrible it sounded ridiculous and I sound like a crazy person and then about six months later she reached out and was like oh your episode's coming out and I was like okay <laughs> so it comes out and I listened to it and the experience that I had of hearing my own voice and listening to some of the things that I was saying, I was like, oh, I actually sound really smart. Like I sound like I know what I'm doing. And I, I had this experience of love like I would imagine a parent feels for a child for wow. myself. Wow. And it was like so amazing. And when the episode was released and I shared it, the feedback that I got from professionals mostly was, was, or not even professionals, professionals and clients and whoever would mm -hmm. just say like the mix of vulnerability and professionalism was really refreshing. And, you know, a lot of people were like, I just don't know how you do it. And I was like, my friends and I talk like that all the time. Yeah. So clearly this is information that needs to be shared. People need to hear this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of how the podcast was born. I just, I just wanted to like talk to cool people and I get to talk to like some super cool people. Can I cuss on here, by the way? Um, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> some fucking cool people. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't have this like expectation of like, well, this is what the podcast is going to do, but I am 100% that it, it's it's like a vehicle to something. Yes. Yeah, it's a next step to somewhere. And you're just driving yeah. and, the, and the destination kind of shows yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you interview amazing people and there's so much of your heart and soul in it. Thank and, you. Um, and thanks for doing that work. What what has surprised you most about your podcast? Um, the, I guess one willingness of people to be interviewed, like even, <laughs> even celebrities in our business that I've reached out to are super kind and actually like respond and are interested. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing I think is... The, I, I, I'm pretty really comfortable sharing, um, more vulnerability than I think a general 
populous person would be, mm-hmm. but the vulnerability that I've had in in going back and kind of listening to some of the things that I've said and worrying I'm going to hurt people, you know, just yeah. thinking like I'm going to say something that somebody's going to take the wrong way. And I'm going to hurt somebody. Like the guest or the audience or... Yeah, somebody listening. Mm-hmm. Somebody that like, you know, obviously if you're having a conversation, you can, you can, you know, shift mm-hmm. and change. And But but it's this fear of, yeah, what if I hurt somebody? What if... Because there was an episode where I talked about meditation and I, um, I kind of did an impression of this teacher that I have and he's Asian and I was like, fuck, I, that was racist. Like or it could be interpreted as racist. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go back and like another podcast later kind of address that. And no, nobody called me out on that, but one day someone will on something, you know, there's something I'm going to say. And, and, you know, obviously I, as a therapist, like I want to make people happy and like, I want them to feel good all the time. And and the thought that I'm not going to do it perfectly and somebody's going to be mad at some point is just like that's really fucking vulnerable yes yeah I I don't know anything right right that thank you for naming that and and also what I hear in there is the the kind of therapist um ethic but also just the humanity in you that to always want to be impeccable yeah right and um and I think the one of the nice things about this business um is um, is that call to impeccability. Yeah. Like always wanting to be better and do better. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's the reason for the podcast too, is trying to walk the walk and show what that looks like from yeah. my perspective in my shoes. Obviously it's not going to look the same for everybody, but I, I, I have a fear of, of people in our industry that don't walk the walk. You know, so I just, I want to like, be like, look, it's messy. I fucking screw up all the time and I feel like shit sometimes and (laughs) you know, whatever. And I want, I want that to be open. So people know that that's normal. Yeah. And I, I just, I had someone reach out to me on Instagram recently and she said, I started listening to your podcast and I always thought I was like too fucked up to become a therapist, but just hearing like, basically like, <laughs> you're so fucked up. Like I can be a therapist. That's not what she said, but she, but she was just like thanking me for being like vulnerable and, and sharing the not so pretty stuff. Right. And isn't that sometimes the thing you would never wish on anyone? I used to say your mm-hmm. worst enemy, but then I'm like, mm, I, I don't. Anyone, right, right. <laughs> the thing you wouldn't wish on anyone is also the thing that broke you open. Or yes. I don't want to say you yes. broke you open, but, but yeah, for me certainly mm-hmm. it's um, made me compassionate and understand things in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you're inviting that conversation, right? That there's a reason people are interested. Maybe they had a sibling. Maybe they had personal experience. Maybe mm-hmm. they had a parent who went through something. And yep. there's a reason people go into wanting to help people. Uh huh. Yeah. Be a helper. We're all crazy. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then what? Um. What led you? You saw Brene Brown speak, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were drawn to go to that or if it was you happened to be there, but then that mm-hmm. led you to 
the daring way work. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. It was um, right at the tail end of grad school. I graduated in December mm-hmm. and there was a Hazelden Women's Conference. And, oh. and so it was just addiction and I, that's what I was working in. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go to this women's conference and check it out. And this was before, she had only self-published her book at that time. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew who she was. Very, very small. She hadn't had the TED Talks come out yet. So it was like nine years ago. I it was 2009. Yeah. Renee Brown has been, mm-hmm. you know, it just seems like she's always, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah, I kind of, I saw her and and everything that she said, it just, it, it, shame was what put all the pieces together for me. Mm-hmm. Like really being able to like name exactly what had gone on in my childhood and what I was experiencing now. And I was like, A, I want you to fix me, and B, I want to be you. Like, I want to do that. That's the kind of shit I'm going to do someday. And I I was seeing a therapist at the time, and um, I bought – she had come out with a curriculum that was just like 250 bucks. So I bought that. Working with, you know, disenfranchised youth in Chicago, it didn't really, like – I didn't know enough about the work to be able to adapt it to that. And and the way that the curriculum was written was very much for people – who have their basic level need, needs met. So I had this curriculum and then she came out with the training program and it, it's, it's not cheap. I mean, it's just like somatic experiencing or anything else. Like mm-hmm. you have to really invest. And I, I was early in my career and I talked to my therapist about it and, and I said, what do you think I should do it? And she said, if it resonates with you and really speaks to you, then yeah. you're going to be called to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and having a niche is really important to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. stand out. And so I, I was the first therapist in Chicago certified, so I did get a lot from that. And I I will thank Brene, thank you very much, um, <laughs> until the day I die, because I, I I mean, sure, maybe I would have ended up here, but it was yeah. really a vehicle to, to start building my business. And um, it, it, you just gave a talk recently about shame and addiction. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, downtown at Haymarket. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, and um, can you... Talk about what what drew you to that topic. So it was m- more technically about removing shame from the twelve steps, mm-hmm. um, and I say this as a person who practices Al-Anon. Fascinating, right. To me, right? Because some some have said that it's a model invested in shame, and and mm-hmm. right. It's yeah. It's it's so it's so nuanced, and that's why I'm not I'm, saying that. I'm saying I, right, right. But, but people do right. There's a lot of criticism of AA, and I they do beautiful work. It provides a place yeah. for people who don't have a place. Absolutely. And then, and then they were the first, mm-hmm. so you can go and criticize it. But right. they were the first doing the hard work and right making the groups and being mm-hmm. a place where people around the world could mm-hmm. seek yeah. help and refuge and grounding and. Right. And all the research that comes out about it is very, um, what's the word? It's, it's not necessarily reliable because of the anonymity of the program. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't truly study it the way that we want to study Empirically. it. Empirically. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it works because there are millions of people who've recovered that way. Yeah. And because of when it was formed, the language tends to be shaming and you know, shame is in the eye of the beholder, Mm -hmm. right? So if I read something and this goes for anything that you read, right? Like the Bible or the big book or whatever it is, if I interpret that as shame, then it's shame. And it doesn't matter whether that was the intention of the Mm -hmm. person or not. 
And so what I was what I was trying to talk about with other professionals is how can we use the language of the 12 steps, modify it for people who do experience it as shaming and create more 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 gray because yeah. AA does tend to be fairly black and white mm-hmm. or at least some of the people um, who practice it. But again, it's like, I, I just, I compare it to religion only because the ideals mm-hmm. are pure and true. I'm reading this book. Oh my God, you would love it. It's called Power Versus Force. Did I yeah, tell you about Dr. this? Yeah, Dr. David Hawkins. Have you read it? Right, um, I have a book. I've read it. It's um, a psychic that uh, uh, I've taken classes with. That, that was the foundation of her whole course is be it love or above. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So the book like is fucking blowing my mind, <laughs> but he talks about, um, they, they basically, so they're to tell the audience, they're calibrating levels of consciousness essentially mm-hmm. and doing it by muscle testing. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Cause I want to study denial. And that's how I'm going to study denials mm-hmm. with muscle testing. Yes, exactly. Low, right. Low on the vibration scale. Right. So, um, he calibrated like all the religions of the world and like AA and all these other things. And he, he found consistently that the original teachings were always calibrated higher mm-hmm. than the current practice of it. Right. And I think that that, I mean, that speaks to Christianity, that speaks to any other religion, that speaks to AA. So um, it's the way that people practice that can get right. others in trouble. Let's get more impeccable with the practice. I right. Guess. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, and are you still <clears throat> working with addiction? That's, um, is that a real comfort level for you? They're my people. Yeah. Yeah. We're all weirdos and like <laughs> queer and like crazy. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's my, that I always like joke that I was looking for a population that I could really cuss with. And it's kind of a joke, but also like not because that is so part of my personality and to be able to look the way that I do and have tattoos and, and that actually be an asset to my population mm-hmm. rather than, you know, somebody coming in and being like, who's this bitch? Yeah, well, like uh, the, that psychic that I was telling you about, Christy Marie mm-hmm. Sheldon, um, mm-hmm. who studied Dr. David Hawkins, she was looking for a sign, and the book fell off the shelf, and it was that book. And, Holy shit. <laughs> um, and she talks about, how do I get paid to be me? How yeah. do I, in other words, how do I make a living? How do I sustain myself just being myself? Yeah. So, yeah. Can I talk to her? Will you set us up? <laughs> I can introduce you to her material. She yeah. isn't taking private mm-hmm. clients anymore, but her sister is, and yeah. I'm happy to put you, and Christy, if you want to be on this show. And, and, and you want to be on my show. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretty great. Um, happy to set that up. Cool. Um, and uh, so the Daring Way kind of dovetailed into the addiction and mm-hmm. and so where are you working or therapists I find um well some of us tend to be learning addicts <laughs> and you're a teacher as well so how like where are you um where are you working now and I don't mean like yeah, where yeah, you yeah. go to work but where yeah. are you, what's the yeah learning addiction at the moment that's a great question um I realized, so I, I went through some business stuff that was really eye-opening but painful. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's learning, learning right? right? You have yeah. to, yeah, you got to yeah, go through it's, it. It's not always fun, though. It was not fun, um, and I'm still in it, but mostly came out of it and, and recognized I want to be a teacher and a student. That's what I want in my life. And so I was tr- I, I'm 
kind of like you trying to figure out like how do I get paid to be me? How do I um, get to continue to learn all the things I want to learn, study the things I want to study? So like I said, denial, like that's a, that's a, it's a theme that's come up watching people around me that I struggle to be in relationship with are mm-hmm. always people with profound um, levels of denial. Because mm. um, what I found is that if, if you're in relationship with me, I can't help but hold up a mirror. And if you're not ready to see what's in that mirror, then we're going to have conflict. <laughs> and then we can't sustain a relationship. So um, I think the truth teller in the room is the most dangerous person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's who I was in my family. Mm-hmm. So I really want to, I really want to so, sit. Yeah. So I really want to study that and I'm trying to like I'm not a researcher so I'm trying to learn about how to be a researcher Mm -hmm. Um, you know reading that book like blew my mind and gave me like the vehicle to be able to do it Um, I'm also in the training for sensory motor psychotherapy um, which we had this weekend yes yes (laughs) and um, I recently went to on-site do you know on-site is, it's a treatment program. It's yeah. It's basically mm-hmm. it's like I, I call it a treatment center for people they're, who don't have a diagnosis. They're on the west coast and they do mm-hmm. a lot of. Or, I'm sorry, the Nashville. east coast and they do a lot of uh, trauma. They're in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I, I meant sorry, I meant east coast. I met Mani from there. Oh yeah 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 She's yeah. Yeah. Yes yes, she's awesome. And I've sent some yeah, yeah. people there. Yeah, so I went through that and I was like, well, shit, I want to do this too. And so I'm going to a couple like psychodrama and experiential trainings so that hopefully I can facilitate groups either there. There's this other place called Experiential Healing Center that really focuses mostly on addiction. And Mm -hmm. they combine somatic work and experiential healing. And I'm like, fuck yes. (laughs) So all of these things I'm going to try to figure out how to pay for. (laughs) So you're finding, while you're doing more passion, you're finding more passion. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, and you bring all of this to your practice, and I'm guessing, obviously, to your own life. How has your life changed with doing all of this work? Tremendously. I, I guess, I guess the other piece of learning that's really come out of this last year for me is is recognizing that my job in this lifetime is to heal myself, Mm -hmm. and the fact that I get to share with others and help others is like just a positive byproduct of my own work. So I'm, I'm feeling less, uh, shy, I guess, about saying how much self care I do and how many trainings I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's like, I just want to, I just, that is like this insatiable need inside of me in this lifetime. And so I know that like, this is my work, you know? Yeah. And then you spill over. Yeah. And then you lead by by taking care of you. Yeah. 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 And the, I remember in grad school, they always talked about self-care. It's like, what is this self-care of which they speak? Like, what, what is... Right. Know, I do self-care. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? And mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, self-care right. is imperative. I organize my day around it. Right. And I know you organize your day around it, too. Yeah. Well, just thinking about, like... And I feel, for me, there's been a, a deeper level of like spiritual Mm self-care that I feel like in the past, probably in the past like couple years, that's why I've really started. It's, it was with my meditation practice really Mm -hmm. when it started and recognizing, um, how, what the spiritual hunger that I had and yeah, it's, it's hard. It's so, it's funny. I was talking to my therapist about how hard it is to talk about it because it's spiritual hunger. Just 
just a lot of what I'm feeling and, and learning right now because it feels very ethereal. It feels it feels very up here, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to put words around it and make it make sense. Mm-hmm. But she's like, this is this is integration. She's like, you're weaving right now, mm-hmm. and you'll see the full blanket later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I, there are so many people I hear that are like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And um, it sounds like you're living it. And yeah, I love how she says the blanket will you'll see the, the whole, the finished product. Yeah. yeah. And you have a lot of those in your office hanging, like yeah. tapestries. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, you know, putting the pieces together. Yeah. <laughs> and how is it teaching? I how- love teaching. Um, I would love to be one of your students. I would. I just wonder what it's like to be a fly on the wall in your classroom. Well, you can ask some of my <laughs> students because I end up hiring them because mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons. Like that's you can that's kick the, the reason exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I feel like I was mentored in a really loving way, and I want to give that. Um, there's a there's a guy he's so embarrassed that I talk about him all the time but Bob mm. Cardi I don't know if you know him because he's in the addiction circle the name sounds really familiar yeah he right now he's the program uh, or clinical director at Hazelden mm-hmm. and he okay. is just the most generous mentor and he never even like intended to be a mentor I just mm-hmm. kind of adopted him in that mm-hmm. way and he's just like I want to be him when it comes to bringing up other people yeah. behind me, yeah. and he does a lot of trainings. We've done trainings together, and and the teaching thing. Like I, it's funny because I I was a music education major, and my mom always said you're gonna be a teacher, and I was like I'm gonna be a fucking music teacher. Like that sounds like hell. I'd be stuck in my high school choir, mm-hmm. you know, teaching that. Um, but I am supposed to be a teacher. It just. I needed to find my career first. It wasn't, I thought it was going to be music, but it wasn't music. And you're seeking out expressive therapies. Right. And so maybe right. not in the way, like your mom knew you in a way. Which is surprising because she didn't see herself <laughs> right. or me very clearly, but there was, but that, yeah. was that one piece where she, yeah. I mean, just what little I know about yeah. your parents. I'm like, it doesn't sound yeah. like maybe she did know the true you, mm-hmm. but she saw a piece. Yes. And other people have said that before too. Like mm-hmm. one of but one of my colleagues, the first person that I hired to work with me, um, he said that years ago. Like when I was really early on in my mm-hmm. career, he's like, "You're gonna you're gonna write a book. You're gonna teach." I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. And and it's all just, you know, I feel like when I found my path, every the red carpet just kind of rolls out. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons, like, I knew that there was this business stuff that wasn't working. I'm like, this is, my life doesn't go like, mm-hmm. it's not this hard. My mm-hmm. life isn't this hard. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to, like, get off of that path and go go back to the red carpet. Because it's so much, it's, it's, I wanted to say it's more comfortable, but it's just, it's right. Like, I'm trusting my intuition in a way now that I don't think I'll ever go back. Yeah. And um, I know that intuition energy psychic stuff is of interest to you do you use that in your work yeah not just in building your business but also Mm -hmm. are you using that a little in your client work and yeah yeah well I think we like talked a little bit about on on my podcast the way that so if I'm if I'm talking to somebody and kind of listening to their story 
and when there's when there's a space of silence or if I ask a question like the answer comes to me and I already know what they're going to say before they say it mm-hmm. or and some sometimes it's an actual word and sometimes it's just a sense or sometimes it's like you know like my therapist was like it's weaving a blanket mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's kind of that experiential sort of mm-hmm. expression um but yeah I totally use it all the time yeah, and that can be a blessing and a curse for someone who's intuitive because then you just mm-hmm. go and it sounds like you're talking over the person. And so sometimes I know, like, yeah. hold the horses yeah, and yeah, just yeah. wait for them to say it. Let them say it and then they're like, I know. <laughs> right. And because you're like, got it, got it, got it, got it. So sometimes mm-hmm. people that are intuitive just talk really fast to one another because they already hurt like it's like we're, we're doing it right now exactly <laughs> and I never thought about that but you're so right because I already know what you're gonna say so like let me just say I never thought about that yeah. before but I talk over people all the time and I'm like embarrassed about it but now it's yeah it's a, if I can say the word psychic it's a psychic problem yes. or a conundrum or um interesting thing I don't want to make it a, right. make it a problem if it's not a problem right yeah. yeah and you know some people call it ADD but it, also, mm-hmm. the gift of ADD is that you have this awareness. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in touch worker in um, somatic experience, I have learned, like, let them say it first and yeah. like, let them lead. But it's in the field. And so you can pick mm-hmm. up and name it and have it for yourself. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Because I was just thinking, too, as you were talking, sometimes it's a psychic thing where I know what you're going to say, but sometimes it's just okay, I want to talk now too. So I want to differentiate that as well and not be like, yeah, I'm just psychic and that's why I like can misbehave. But sometimes it's, I just need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a balance, you know? And, um, and so you, um, you had said something, I can't remember if it was on your podcast or after if it was Mm -hmm. debrief. Um, I think it was debrief. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the, the, you would talk about how your parents are such a help to you now mm-hmm. that they, they've gone on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, more so than when they were in body, mm-hmm. her parents have passed. If yes. I, if I may. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and how are they helpful to you nowadays? Um, it's really, it's really more my dad. It's, it's interesting. I've gone, I've gone to a, a bunch of psychics since my Excuse me. Since my parents passed away in 2014, and um, sorry, I, I know for you, yeah. It's like, sorry, not I, sorry. Uh, yeah, like, I love them. I honor them, and it's better. For it's them better that they're. It's yeah. better for everybody, sorry and I. Talk over you. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's. I mean, it's so nuanced, right? Like I have, I have a, a young cousin who really mourns the loss of my mom in a way that I think my mom probably wished I would mourn her. And so I, I try, I want to be really sensitive to other people's experience, but for me and what I believe for both of my parents, this is better. It's better for everybody. Um, and the way, so my mom really, she doesn't really show up very much. She's, she's kind of still stuck. Um, Mm -hmm. not, like learning, which it was a funny thing that I learned about the afterlife. I mm-hmm. kind of thought like, oh, you die and then you get it, but not always. Sometimes right. you don't know you're dead. Right. <laughs> and that kind of seems like what might be happening. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, every time I see someone, she's just like raring to get back. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to look at the past. She wants to move forward, get a new life, fix it, make it happen. Did she like having a body? 
She didn't like her body. Oh. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's an interesting question. But Sorry, my No, it's okay. <laughs> but my dad, um, my dad shows up a lot just to validate, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, he was a really fearful, angry mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. in life. And we did not have a good relationship. He was, um, he was very much like Donald Trump, like truthfully. Um, and so just like, just being, you're always being talked at instead of with. Mm-hmm. So there was no, I, there's one time in our relationship where I felt like we had a true exchange of information conversation, like one time in my life when I was in college. So, so there was no comfort. There was no yeah love really i mean there was just the ob- obligatory love of you're my dad so i have to love you um is it any vampiring <sighs> if he if he's like trump i'm wondering if there's like that cord into you to like get at your life force and energize oneself yeah hmm. well i feel like for him it was more throwing his energy around everywhere mm. Mm, that's how i got safe yeah. Yeah. With no recognition for how harmful that was. And one of the things I've really come to recently is believing he had some sex addiction qualities mm. and the energetic, like the way that that came at me was yeah. extraordinarily harmful. And I've talked about, you know, feeling like my therapist and I have come up with the term that I was energetically sexually abused. Right. And that's, that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't mean to yeah, 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 no. I hadn't heard it before, and she was, yeah, so, but if it's a thing, yes. Mm-hmm. Surrogate spouses, and there's not necessarily touch involved, but it can feel that way. Right. 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 So, it's interesting that the first time I went to see a psychic after he died, um, he he came up right away, and she's like, I see this man with a mustache, and I'm like, Yes, he really loved his mustache, and he's like, very good looking. I'm like, okay, clearly he went back to his 30s because he wasn't good looking <laughs> later on in life. But um, you know, one of the first things he said was, "You're so pretty," and mm-hmm. and I that was a thing I knew, and it was, it was weird when he was alive because mm-hmm. I looked so much like my mom, mm-hmm. and he hated my mom after they got divorced. But so it was this, and he'd always say, "You have you have your daddy's brains and your mommy's looks." I'm like, okay. Thanks. But, um, but he, he shows up anytime I have a reading, he's the first one there Mm -hmm. always telling me I'm pretty, um, I'm so proud of you. Um, and then he'll pontificate about something much like he would in life, which is how I know it's him. You know, it's the Mm -hmm. same way of speaking Mm -hmm. and like the last, the last psychic I went to, I actually just read the notes fairly recently and, and my dad talked about like, you're no taker during a reading. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was like, he he said something like, I don't know how I got here. Like basically, like I know I'm in heaven, and I because of the way I lived, I don't think I deserve to be here. <laughs> but it's fucking great. So <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 just interesting. And the the can I tell you two cool really like yeah, okay please. So when we were little, and my dad would take us to the grocery store, he would. He, if he was hungry, he would just eat something and then put the wrapper on the conveyor belt and so it would get charged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. And part of it was like this very provocative, like, I just want to freak people out sort of thing. But, um, so when my brother and I want to do that, we'll be like, okay, I'm going to go pull a Paul. Um, cause his name was Paul and 
this was probably like a year after he died, I, I went to Target and wanted a Diet Coke. And so I'm like, I'm going to pull a Paul, get a Diet Coke and drink it mm-hmm. while I'm in Target. And the name I pulled was Paul. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chills. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other coolest thing that happened, I was driving to the grocery store, listening to NPR, and they were talking mm-hmm. about synchronicity. And I was just like, oh, I haven't, I haven't heard from my dad in a while. That's in- interesting. Whatever. Go to the grocery store. You know, you I'm can... totally reading your parents. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, should I stop the story or no, should I finish the story? Go on. Okay. I'm like, do I say it? Do I not say it? Like, yeah. I can't wait to hear. But then I know too much. I don't. It, it's hard. I'm, a lot of times I'll be like, don't tell me anything or just tell me a little because the breadcrumb trail does lead you in directions, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can maybe take away from the psychic experience too. Okay. Because sometimes being a good psychic is being a good listener. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. I don't know if that's mm. true, but anyway. So with the grocery store, um, you know, you do your things like, oh, I want this. Well, maybe not. Maybe I want four mm-hmm. apples instead of three. Whatever. You know, going through. And, and when I get to the checkout, um, a girl says, okay, the total is 111.47, which was my dad's birthday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so checkouts. Yeah. And he's checked out <laughs> of life, but yeah. yeah, I look all the time yeah. for signs and signals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the clock is one. Well, it's 11. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're, they have your back or your dad has your back and is saying hello a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's always right there. That's so funny. <laughs> and, um... So we, we talked, are you feeling it? We talked about maybe doing a reading. Yeah. I mean, I know too much now. Please. So, I love it. I'm so into it. Well, you said two really interesting things that I didn't pick up on was your parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. I assumed if they're both passed, they yeah. passed together. And then, um, I wasn't reading that, but it was mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. then that you have a sibling. Yeah. Yeah. So those are <laughs> the most shocking things you said in this whole interview. I had no idea because I, I never saw that. I never yeah. picked up on it. So huh. not that they're shocking details. But. Right. But it's interesting because because I when my mom like when my dad died, I almost knew my mom was gonna die. Um, again, that's just kind of that like mm-hmm. just knowing I have a feeling she's gonna die within the year, mm-hmm. and she did. And when after she died, I saw a psychic. It was it was like two weeks after she died, so mm-hmm. my mom hadn't really like even crossed over yet. And so, um, you know, she just said your parents had to have a contract that they always go together. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and that you knew that, and that the first time you went to a psychic was after your dad passed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, should we take a um, take a stab at it? Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Yeah. So when I read someone, I usually close my eyes initially and I'll ask, do you mind saying your full name at birth? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I might ask their names and sure. a lot of times I'll ask it twice. Okay. Okay. And we'll just see where it goes. Okay. Yeah. And should I say my mom's maiden name? No. Um, yeah. Whatever the okay. name was at birth. Cause sometimes, okay. you know, if someone's adopted, they'll have, it'll be like baby, mm-hmm. you know, baby so-and-so or baby mm-hmm. girl or, um, mm-hmm. Or sometimes there will be a controversy about the name, and mm, so it'll show mm-hmm. up and right off the bat. Okay. Um, so, can I get your full name at birth? Sarah Beth Lupe. One more time, please. Sarah Beth Lupe. Okay. 
so <laughs> so many colors um so i'm gonna read you from a magenta a color and um there are a lot of colors that are coming up when you say your name but this one mm -hmm. just seems like the one that's pulling at me and what is a lot of people are like well, what does that mean um oh it's <laughs> just like your sweater yeah. um <laughs> and the other colors for your hair <laughs> um so what does the magenta mean um it has to do with your spirit, your expression, who you mm -hmm. are, and um, you're like, this is where I want to come from. Mm -hmm. This place, this space, this color, um, this is more to do with my energy signature, this mm -hmm. is more me as a being, and this is how I want to come out into the world. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot about clairvoyance, like how you see and how you want to be seen, and mm -hmm. how you want to be seen more in the future as well. Yeah. So to do with aspirations and some of the things that you've talked about here. So sometimes being a psychic yeah. is being a good listener. Yep, yep. <laughs> And then people are like, oh my gosh, you're such a good psychic. I'm like, I just listen to you. Right. right. So, you know, sometimes I like to make fun of this yeah. kind of stuff. Too. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's, when, when you were talking about your parents, your mom was actually, your dad was kind of like putting your mom front and center, like oh. giving her like center stage. Like, I want you to, I want you to have the stage is kind of what he was doing. Do you need him? No, cool. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Okay. And you can tell me to stop if anything. Yeah, you know, no, or, I'm good. Or slow down. Or, no, tears yeah. are good. Yeah, and they're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, so your mom is coming in at a lavender, like it's really soft, lavendery pink <laughs> color. And um, she has a gentle nature. She's very little girlish. Mm. Um, and meek. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something she wants from you. Um, and it's like she wants to be released or she wants to ask you for permission about something. It's almost like she wants to ask you to, to be mom and like give her permission to go to a sleepover or something. Mm -hmm. But it's not a sleepover. Um, so let me dial in a little bit more. And um, I'm surprised I didn't have to ask her birth name. Um, but maybe just to target in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to ask yeah. about me? Yeah, Kimberly Sue Albright. Okay. And now she's showing me a deeper lavender color. Um, and I'll just say color as if mm -hmm. like that means, of course you know what that means, but do you want me to say what the lavender, do you want me to look more deeply at the lavender? Well, I can tell you probably what it means. Okay. Um, you can't really see, but so this tattoo was for my parents, oh. and lavender was her oh. like favorite flower, favorite scent, <laughs> and she something that I wrote, I read that she had written before she died was you know, and and after I got the tattoo, I read this. She said, "If you should miss me, I'll be amongst the roses and the lavender." Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And so. we have the, the microphone on top of the tissue that's box. That's true. But you I'll take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our fuzzy microphone. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. The great therapy interrupter. Right. Tissue. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's coming to you, and she's very, like, her energy is that of a little girl, and I'm kind of a pinafore, and, like, um, mm. or almost like a prairie looking dress um, and it's got like the white mm -hmm. kind of apron over it with the mm -hmm. um, 
lavendery pink um, dress underneath, and she's young. She's um, how old? Are you? She's saying six. Mm. And um, okay, so what do you want from Sarah? What is it you need? She's handing over these um, like beautiful looking silk looking ropes, kind of almost like a mm. curtain tie back. Mm -hmm. They look like those kinds of ropes. And sometimes I get really detailed. I don't know if the details yeah. are important, but they're like these, um, I want to say cords or ropes, but um, she's handing these kind of silken ropes over to you. And then she's like, she wants to like run away. Um, mm -hmm. Almost like, here you go. Okay. And then she's gonna like, um, what are the ropes? Cords from this life. Um, from, from the life that she had, this present life that you're still in, that she was connected to you. <sighs> she wants to graduate from daughter. She wants to graduate from being your daughter. Hmm. Um, and it, it's like your base. You know how little kids, little toddlers would be like, oh, mom's base, and then they run away, yeah. and then, you know, that whole attachment yeah. kind of thing. You have been her base. And um, so there's this energy of her making you mom. You want me to slow down? No. Nope. Doing okay? No, yeah, I'm good. Um, and it's like she's ready to go from six years old to a, up, not 13 yet, but up to 10. Um, and so she's like running away and she's gonna go, like go play with her six year old friends. But then the six year old friends, it's like she's going to a slumber party. And then the six year old friends, are going to talk about what nine-year-olds do and what seven-year-olds do. And it's like she's going to learn to be a big girl in this um, slumber party. But in a very, like, pro-social, <laughs> like, how to be a friend, how to, mm -hmm. like, grow up kind of a way. And it looks like at a soul level that's where she's going next. Now, you said a lot about where she is, and so I could have just extrapolated all that um, or interpolated. Um But you have been her tether, and she has needed you to be her tether. And you have been the mother figure, even in death. She still goes to you for soul teaching, for like um, soul evolution. Um, so the very work that you're doing on this planet has worked for her in life and in death, more in death, like you said. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, what, what does Sarah get to have? And there's a little hesitancy because it feels... Um, like it might be a little lonely to not have that tether. Um, and so there is like a, oh, like a, um, almost like a, um, solar plexus kind of, oh, not quite a gut punch, but a little bit of loneliness of that cord not being there. Um, and then like, I see you going inside and kind of finding the cord and finding the, the root of the cord and being like, oh. I just love myself so much and I love her so much in the way that you would or do. And then you get to a point, whether it's in the now, in the next few minutes, in the next few days, um, or even weeks, where like the cord goes. Hmm. Um, and you're like, yeah, it will be lonely to not have that familiar thing, um, but it's so much more. And then like you expand even more it's like I see wings and um I know you're like very much a unicorn spirit so I see like yeah. <laughs> angel wings but unicorn wings 
Um, and so it just, it like blows things open in a fantastic, like, do you remember the Memorex commercials where the guy would be in the chair and then the speaker yeah, would blow yeah, his yeah. hair back? Like you might, okay. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure if you remember that. Um, so it's like, like life is, um, high def, high volume, but in a way that's really invigorating and like jumping out of a plane, like lively. Yeah. And her death anniversary is coming up in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's, yeah, mm -hmm. going to happen around the anniversary or is happening. It's already, mm -hmm. so I do a lot of healing work in readings or just mm -hmm. really, it's like how you talk about holding up that mirror. Yeah. Um, and, and so you're doing all this work and then it will become more real in your body, mm -hmm. um, over the next few days. Yeah. The healing continues. Do you, that's a lot of reading to do without stopping and asking if you have questions. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it all, it makes a lot of sense. And in several readings, she has appeared in a, in that sort of dress. Oh, like, a, like on the prairie. The, the, yeah. What the little um, house on the prairie. Yeah, kind of, almost yeah. like that, but not so calico. Yeah. 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 So, and that she really loved like. The Amish and like you know that sort of, like we really? would go to Quaker villages like that sort of oh. dress she like she was very wow. interested in those sorts of populations so it it resonates interesting mm -hmm. um and I can just if you want I can just flood a little bit of gold through the whatever the karmic the legal mm -hmm. documents or whatever and karma is well you know it's it's just patterning it's it's mm -hmm. Karma can be updated any moment, any mm -hmm. second. The old idea was like Old Testament <clears throat> or pre-Old Testament right. was like you eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Yeah. You don't, you've done me wrong. You're going to get punished. And karma nowadays is just, oh, oh, let me evolve. Oh, mm -hmm. let me do this differently. Or, oh, I didn't even know that was there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if it's okay, I'll just, with your permission, yeah. put some gold through the contract. Um, and whatever color looks... Um, it's almost like, I know Hanukkah is going on as we're filming this. Um, I think it's one of the last days of Hanukkah and, um, and it's almost a religious kind of table I'm looking at and mm. I see chalice over here. And so it's almost like running gold through these, mm. this book or this document is, um, she's indicating it's somewhat religious or almost like a religious <laughs> experience. That would make sense. Um, yeah. And, um, and it could be Buddhist too. It's just, it's not specific, but it's very ancient, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. pre-Christianity ancient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, she really did love the Jews. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She learned to speak Hebrew. And she really? Because she wanted to be able to read the Bible. Wow. Yeah. What a girl. Wow. Yeah. So, very, so mm -hmm. why did, do you think maybe you picked her? because of her quest for learning like do you think yeah. that we pick our parents and that we yeah. pick something that is dreamy about them or good that they're mm -hmm. good at or or just like no you'll do <laughs> like yeah. you're at the right time mm -hmm. <laughs> um did, did you do you feel like you picked them or back to the interview part <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I mean i guess you know i used to i used to think before doing any sort of spiritual work that i was who i was in spite of my parents and then after they died and i started you know really kind of digging in 
recognizing that I am who I am because of them. And, and so I don't, I don't know that there's like, you know, this learning quality that I picked, but definitely I wouldn't have been able to get to the level of healing that I've gotten to without the pain that, that oh. their pain that I carried. Cause I've realized also too, that some of the, like the self love stuff that I've struggled with isn't mine, it's hers. Mm. Yeah. That, that was in the field even when you were maybe, yeah. are you natural born to her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was like mm-hmm. your little system would pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just coming through. Wow. Well, thank you for. That was I'll, amazing. I'll close the reading if, okay. if that's unless you want me to read something. Unless else. Dad has something to say. Well, let's let's check let's in with Dad. Um, <laughs> can you say I'm getting mm-hmm. um, an orangey red? Just when you mm-hmm. said Dad, I got mm-hmm. a bright orangey red, which is usually kind of like a the more masculine men mm-hmm. um, that or masculine energy mm-hmm. people that I tend to read have that, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whatever person on the gender spectrum, but the, mm-hmm. but it's like, I got a pop of that mm-hmm. when you said it, said dad. Um, but can you say his name? Paul Emron Lukey. One more time, please. Paul Emron Lukey. There's a color that he's trying to give me, and there's a color that he is. Um, <laughs> so he's giving me like that envelope, that yellow envelope, or like um, Amazon mm-hmm. bubble wrap envelope color of yellow. That he's like, that's my color. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but what's really your color, Paul? And mm. um, ooh, and he just showed me a dark, dark, dark purple, mm. like a dark indigo. It's between, I see violet and I see um, indigo blue. Mm. Okay, so he's like dark, 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 dark purple, like <laughs> midnight sky purple. Mm. Um, he's like, if you want to talk turkey, we'll talk at that color. I'm like, okay. All right. Um, so is there anything that you are showing up to you know, be in communication with Sarah about? He's kissing your, he showed me a picture of him kissing your forehead and, um, being like, um, and he's like, good work, nice work. Um, like his, it's soul work he's doing that he can do because of you. It's like, almost like your mom was tethered to you, but he's in a different way. Um. So he's learning from you in death how to deepen his soul connection. And he wants to. So he has that spiritual hunger too in death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's like, but I still have swagger. Yes. <laughs> See, that's a joke. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm like, yes, um, that, that blazer makes you look totally spiritual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would totally think like, you know, that's a guy who meditates. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and he's showing me lots of like deep red velvets and that same kind of golden yellow, golden mm-hmm. rod, yellow color. What's up with that? And he's like Buddhism, Buddhism, Buddhism. Mm-hmm. He's showing me a lifetime when he was on the outskirts of Buddhism, or maybe oh. he would bring water or bring things to the monks, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like in. And now he's like, now I'm in the monastery. Now I like get to meditate like the big guys or like the, mm-hmm. the main people or, um, so it's like, he's getting to have his dream from that ancient life. Well, was it ancient or 
how um, he just said Ming Dynasty. I don't know if Buddhism mm. was around then, um, but it's, there was a dynasty he's referring to, mm. um, where he's showing like this was the time on Earth when when that dynasty was in. I know dynasties can be hundreds of years. Um, okay, so what else do you want Sarah to know? And he's like, thank you. Um, he's like, I can go back to that life now. And, and he can have what he didn't get to have in that life, he can have now. In where he is now and in his next life. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want to be a badass Buddhist. <laughs> Me too. Like, I want to be modern day and I want to be um, badass Buddhist. Mm. Like, I want to be conscious and a badass. And he is saying, like, that's what he's mocking up for his next life. Mm. And he's playing with it where he is now, in the mm. space he is between lives now. Are you between lives or have you come back? He's like, I'm getting there. So mm. he's quickly, he's like, it looks like he wants to take a body soon. And mm. in etheric terms, soon could mean tomorrow, soon right. could mean like 10 years okay. or mm -hmm. um, or 100. But um, he wants to be, he wants to be in this. He mm. wants to be on this earth game um, with all the ascension stuff. Like, he's like, I want to play. I want the mm. technology. I want, um, <laughs> he's like, all that stuff the millennials are doing, like, okay. I want in. And, um, I, and he's like, we're having a meta conversation. I'm like, people give so much shit to the millennials and they're like here to save the planet. And he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to be a post millennial and like save the planet. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I don't know if that sounds like him, but I'm like, this is Sarah's reading. Talk to Sarah. <laughs> Stop pulling me off on the side he, here. Right, he just wants to have intellectual conversation. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. um, anything you want to ask him or know? Or, um, I guess he probably has been watching this legal situation that I'm in, mm -hmm. and I'm curious if he has any advice or reflections. I see him giving you the Buddha beads. Mm. Um, and there's a burgundy, a deep burgundy color and he's putting the beads in your left hand. It's like one of those wristlets that someone would wear, mm -hmm. um, which is actually the origin of the rosary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, it's like a, also a form of erasure. Oh, so the counting, the automaticness mm -hmm. is a form of erasure. So mm -hmm. what, okay, so um, what is it yours? you're inviting her to potentially erase? The icky? in here and getting in deep at the icky in here that it brings about. Um, you're doing it right now. We're just doing healing work in the third and upper mm -hmm. second chakra. So the solar plexus and emotions. You're also doing this in your sensory motor work. Mm -hmm. Let, let go of the sting, let go of the gut punch, um, but don't let go of it before you've had your feels about it. Mm. So he's like, go ahead and feel and feel the feels and feel deep into the feels um, and then cough it out or, mm. um, okay, is that him or me? <laughs> um, 
So he's basically like saying, take out the stinger, take out the bullet, mm-hmm. take out the, the gut punch, the um, like get down into it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that feels like betrayal or the thing that feels like a sucker punch um, is where you're being invited to go to like get a, mm-hmm. get neutral to it. Mm-hmm. And But you can't get neutral to it till mm-hmm. you've had what you want to have with it, yeah. which is feels or progress or insight or... Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have to say that. I'm no. getting to your private business yeah. on camera. <laughs> um, and he's like, you're so close. <laughs> um, and he's like holding your hand. He's like, I'll hold your hand if you want. Because he knows it's kind of, it, it's deep and hurtful and a little scary. And um, so you don't have to go there alone. You don't have to go there alone. So, and, and he's showing you the human support you have, but also that you have the other side support. And I'm like, is your mom helping? And she's like, nope. <laughs> and now I'm off playing. I don't mean to laugh while you're No, no, it's and totally fine. And spirit's funny. And yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And more on that? Does that feel complete? That feels complete. Okay. Because um, you are completing it. And you are doing your work. And... Um, and there's a grief to it too, and the grief needs to have its time. The grief that goes with betrayal. Okay, all right. And I'm sorry you're going through that. You know, that that's a, that stings. And um, <clears throat> he's like, if this is what it's like with private practice, look out when you have like the media empire. <laughs> he's like, this is this is groundwork so that the so that you can have things the way you want them later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have more questions, I'll close that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks, Paul. Um, I forgot your mom's name already. Kim. Okay, thanks, Kim. Just clear them out of your space. As much or as little as you want. Okay. I'll call that a meeting. How you doing? That was amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for letting me. That's yeah. like... And on camera. Hey. Good thing it was shut off because I can't see. <laughs> but you still look beautiful. Yeah. You're a beautiful crier. Oh, am I? Okay. <laughs> Delicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, any, anything about that process? I don't want to just like. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. How, yeah. How do we yeah, recover from that? I mean, it just. Yeah, just just the way. I, I don't know. I think um, it's reminding me to be compassionate for my mom because I've been I've been so angry, you know, that my dad shows up in this beautiful, supportive way, mm-hmm. and that she hasn't, and and her showing up as a little girl makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that I and you know I have been the one to shoulder everything, yeah. even though she was the mom, you know, so that. That makes a lot of sense to like let her be a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. That feels okay for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be settling in for the next few days. And Mm -hmm. with any reading or any healing work, I would just say, please hydrate Mm -hmm. take really, I know you do self care so well. And Mm -hmm. if you can just do the self care as, as much as you can take it. And and you may want a lot of rest. You might be really energetic. Mm -hmm. So just, yeah. Check in with your body. And it, it will continue on. Mm-hmm. 
so you might be hearing more from your relatives you mm. might be you know um but the, the it will unfold and you know you might be getting pings from it mm. in the next few days okay. so my guess is a it looks like 48 to 36, um, 36 to 48 hours, mm. it'll kind of be unraveling or mm. unfolding. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, well, <laughs> thank you for laying your soul bare and letting us read, come into your yeah. <laughs> family work and, yeah. and take a look at this and, um, and, Maybe I'll Dude, I got a free copy. reading, so <laughs> that's um, awesome. I love reading people. I don't know why I'm reading stuff or what I'm reading necessarily, mm -hmm. um, but I it's, I love it. <laughs> I lose time. I had no idea how long it was yeah. going or anything, yeah. and we could even you know split it into two separate mm -hmm. if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like have one be a reading, have one be about the work you do, mm -hmm. depending on what you're yeah up for. So. Um, well, <laughs> that's an interesting thing to segue with. <laughs> Anything else you want the viewers to know about how to reach you or things you have coming up or mm -hmm. shows you have uh, yeah. in, in the in the works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm trying to start doing more of are intensives, mm -hmm. um, just because I, I get a lot of referrals and obviously, I mean, you know this, like you can't see every client that you get once a week for the rest of their lives. So I'm trying to do more intensives in order to, it's a short period of time, but we can dig really deep and into shame and all sorts of stuff. So if that's something people are interested in, they could reach out to me. Um, and an intensive, is it like a day-long session, <clears throat> a half-day session, or just where you're working whatever. with one person? Okay, you tailor Whatever. It. Yeah, absolutely yeah. individualized. Yeah. So I just have an assessment that has a lot of questions about shame that kind of like pings a lot of stuff for me. Um, and so, yeah, if anyone's interested in working with me, that's the only way I'm taking new clients. Um, yeah, and um, check out the podcast. I mean... Conversations with a Wounded Healer yeah. and Head Heart Therapy. She's mm -hmm. here in Chicago, but she can, you know, be available all, to people all around the world because mm -hmm. the work you do isn't just limited to therapy. Mm -hmm. My guess is if you're doing the Daring Way mm -hmm. work, that can be done mm -hmm. yep. by Skype or yep. other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I'm um, so blessed to get to have this conversation with you, mm -hmm. and it's like just had so much ebb and flow and I want to yeah. kind of like leave it with this this kind of sacred closing and yeah thank you so much for being on the show thank you Sarah Bueno uh, head heart therapy and the podcast conversations with a wounded healer keep an eye on her because um uh I think we'll <laughs> we'll be buying your books and um we'll and see people will be uh, listening to your podcast for some time <laughs> thank you thank you so much and thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time on another episode of word up